Hagiga daf dalad amud bet, intellectual error, leka milta de lokiamte. When I was in Yeshiva, in, in Yeshiva's mirror, Reb Chaim Shmuel Evitz was the Rosh Yeshiva at the time, the great Reb Chaim Shmuel Evitz, who was a Godel Batera, not only in the post-war era, he was already a great Torah personality before the Second World War. Um, and he used to have a Chumashir in his house every Friday night. And there were very few of us that, that gathered around his table. It was the most unbelievable opportunity to learn Chumash with, with the great Reb Chaim Shmuel Evitz. And when he learned Parshat Vayishlach, the story of Yaakov about to encounter his brother Esav and how terrified he was of the large army that Esav was coming to meet him with and the possibility that his entire family could be, could be wiped out, the Torah tells us that Vayira Yaakov Ma'od, Yaakov was incredibly worried by Yetzirah and he was disturbed uh, by what was happening and then he made plans for battle. And the uh, question is asked, of course, he was promised by Hashem that he would return home in peace and fullness and uh, there would be no difficulty in, in that regard. Why was he so worried? Hashem had given him a specific promise that he would return home in, 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 a, good, in a good way. What was he so worried about? And Rashi and others mentioned that what he was worried about was Shema Yigrom Hachet. Maybe he had done something wrong during that time that might have caused him to lose the protection of Hashem's promise. And Reb Chaim and others ask, but then why didn't he just do tshuva? If you're worried that you did something wrong, just do tshuva. And in any case, we know he wasn't worried that he could have done anything wrong because we're told, Im Lavan mitzvot shamati. He declares, I know that I have been meticulous about every single one of the 613 mitzvot. There is nothing that I did wrong while I was away. So what is it that he's worried about? And Rebbe would bring the Ibn Ezra that says, Yaakov Pachad, what Yaakov was worried about was not that he'd done something wrong, but that his thinking wasn't straight, that he had made an error or he had sinned in the way that he thought about things, in his worldview, in his hashkafa, in his approach to the way he analyzes and, and understands the Torah. And that if he'd made such a mistake, then he wouldn't know that he was doing anything wrong because he was doing everything wrong according to the Torah as he understood it. But is he sure that he understood the Torah correctly all the time? And then he would speak about the Gemara in, in Brochus and Daf Kafches, Amud Bet, where Rabbi Yochanan Medzaka was ill and his Talmidim came to visit him. And when he saw them, he began to cry. Amrulo Talmidav and his Talmidim, his student, said to him, You amazing candle, light to the Jewish people, a pillar, the right-hand pillar of, of the world, this powerful hammer, we've never seen you cry, why are you crying? And he goes on to say to them, if I was coming before a human king and I was being judged by somebody who I could appeal to, by somebody who I could bribe, by somebody who's not eternal, he's alive today and he might be dead tomorrow, um, he's fragile and insecure, I would be crying, I would be worried. And now that I'm standing before Hashem, who is not bribable and cannot be persuaded in any kind of way, and if he punishes me, the punishment is permanent, um, and he is permanent, of course I'm going to cry. And then he says, and furthermore, not only that, but in addition to that, there are two roads in front of me. 
שני דרכים, אחת של גן עדן ואחת של גהנום. One goes to גן עדן, to a beautiful future in the world to come, and one goes to גהנום, ואיני יודע באיזה מוליכים אותי, and I don't know which road I'm going along. ולא יבקר, I'm not going to cry. רבי חיים שמואלביץ was a very emotional person. People often didn't realize that because he was old at the time that I knew him. He'd had a speech impediment because he'd had a stroke. It wasn't easy to access. But he was a very emotional person. I once saw him standing outside a child's shoe shop and just looking at the children's shoes and, and crying as he did so. Um, and I don't know what was going on in his mind, but clearly it was touching a very deep emotion. And when he would read this piece of Gomorrah, he would cry as well. And he would tremble with awe. And he would, think, and he would say, but what was it about Rabbi Yochum and Zachar that he was worried about? As such a great tzaddik who had done so much for the world and taught and learned so much Torah. And he's at the, as he's about to die, he's not sure down which road he's going to go. What about the rest of us? What chance have we got? What is this about? And Reb Chaim would use the principle of the Ibn Ezra to explain that. That the fear, the concern of Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai is not that I might have done something wrong. If I did that, I would have done tshuva by now. I would have repented by now. My concern is that my understanding of the Torah might be flawed. The framework with which I look at the Torah, the lens through which I see the world might be flawed. And then I wouldn't know that I was doing anything wrong. How do I know, how do I understand that my approach is, is right, is correct? And that importance of, of, of having a correct approach and knowing that it's a correct approach is why we're so fixated on Masorah, to learn from people who themselves are connected to a tradition that goes back to Moshe and, and Sinai, so that we know that the approach that we're using, even though we're saying new thoughts, innovative ideas, we're applying the Torah in the modern age, which, which hasn't been done before, But is our methodology authentic? Is our method of learning and understand the real thing that comes from Sinai? Or is this something that, that we've just developed along the way? And with that principle understanding, we can understand uh, the piece of Gomorrah in, on, on our daf. Because in our Gomorrah, the, we, have the, we have the case where it says, Rebbe Lazar kimati lahai kra bachi. When Rabbi Lazar used to come to this posuk, He would cry. What's the posuk? There's the story where in, in, in Shmuel, where King Shaul calls Shmuel after, the, after his death through the aid of a spiritualist. Uh, he calls his soul. And Shmuel appears to the spiritualist and says, why are you shocking me? Why are you scaring me to bring my soul up? The fact that Shmuel was so shocked because he was afraid he was being called to justice. What about us? How sure can we be that we're not going to be called to account in a way that is very scary? Uh, and then the Gemara says, Shmuel, what, how do we know that that's what was going on? Olim Trey Mashma, I saw godly people, two godly people emerge, says the spiritualist to Shaul HaMelech. Chad Shmuel, ve'idach ta'azal Shmuel ve'atya lo'moshe ba'adeh. One was Shmuel who was being called upon, and the other was Moshe because Shmuel went to Moshe. Amalei, and he said to him, Dilma chas v'sholom le'dina mitba'ina, 
I'm worried, Moshe, that I'm being called to, to din, I'm being called to justice. Kum bahadai, come with me and give evidence that deleka milta de katavta baraisa delokiamte, that there's no idea or word or mitzvah that you wrote in your Torah that I didn't observe, that I didn't keep. That's what Shmuel says to Moshe. Please come and support me and give and give evidence to this effect. And Tosfos says there, Lo idlo hakol. He's not asking for Moshe to give evidence that Shmuel observed the entire Torah. To Manayada, where would he know that from? Where would Moshe know that from? He's not living at the time of Shmuel. He's not watching every Shmuel's every movement. He doesn't know Shmuel's every thought. How could he give such evidence? But he, what he was saying to Moshe was, darashti. Let me explain to you how I understood your Torah, how I applied your Torah, the innovative thoughts that I developed from your Torah. And for Asiti, and that's the way I lived. Asiti Masa, I acted on that. Come and give evidence. That you too learned and taught that way. That my understanding of your Torah was accurate and authentic, and that I lived according to that which you taught. And I wasn't living some foreign version of the Torah or some modern version of the Torah. I was learning the same Torah that you received at Sinai and taught to the Jewish people. And here too we see that concern and that importance uh, that, that Shmuel had and later Rabbi Yochum in Zakkai, the, the concern that Yaakov Avinu had to be sure that the way we're thinking and the way we're reasoning and the Torah we're understanding is all accurate and authentic. And really important there to make sure that we have an approach because we're going to come up with new ideas. We're going to come up with chidushim and there's nothing wrong with that. What's important is to be sure that what we're coming up with, what we're saying as Torah is genuine Torah. We're living in a time where so many people are saying things. Some are qualified, some are not qualified. Some are wonderful new ideas in chidushim that come from an authentic and traditional source and the wonderful pieces of Torah that we can hear and access today. And at the same time, there's a lot of, of distorted nonsense that is that is put out as, as Torah, as people's interpretations. And everybody has the right to interpret the Torah any way they want to, but it's no longer Torah if it isn't being interpreted using an authentic methodology, using an authentic approach, a proper hashkafa, which is something I try very hard in all of my teaching to communicate to you what I was taught, which is all I'm really qualified to, you, to do. I can't really communicate to you uh, a method or an approach that hasn't been taught to me uh, to make sure that whatever I am teaching you and whatever I learn myself is to the best of my ability uh, that which was handed down to me, that which was given to me, so that we can all make sure that we're thinking in a consistently authentic way, in a way that is aligned in a continuous tradition from Moshe in Sin on Sinai uh, and the tradition that was handed down from him to Klal Yisrael.